Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 295 and the first of 2021. Today, I'm excited to share with you a story about overcoming a deep, dark depression and stepping into success and passion and purpose and ultimately how to live in the present moment. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Jeremiah Bruin. Jeremiah, welcome. Thank you for having me. I've actually, he goes by Maya and Maya, I've known you. I don't even know how long, like I feel nearly a decade. Decade. I I think we met at a a flip cup tournament. Yeah, probably back in my (laughs) 20 glory days. Yeah. Yeah. Back, uh, back when we were a little crazier. Yeah. Wild. Definitely. Um, So give the listeners a little background. Where are you from and what do you do? I am from Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, I moved back home to Gillette, Wyoming after about 17 years in Denver, uh, Colorado. And right now I am a uh, freelance artist. And that's what I love. And I definitely want to get into your art. But but before we get there, I'd love for you to share some backstory, some life experiences, what you've been through, your own rock bottom, which brought Mm. you to this expression of art. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So like I said, I lived in Denver for about 17 years um, and I was uh, a recruiter in Denver and I, I lived a lifestyle of living in the moment. Um, I've traveled the world. I've ran with the bulls in Spain. I've sailed the Mediterranean. Uh, I've gone to biker rallies in Mexico. Uh, just always living in the moment type thing, but while always keeping a professional career. And uh, I had over the course of a couple of years, so the previous almost three years um, up until this previous January, I had uh, started working from home as, as a recruiter. And uh, I did not realize this, but working from home and not having the responsibilities to go and see my coworkers, uh, interact with them on a face-to-face level, uh, slowly, led to me not taking care of myself, not taking care of myself physically, my appearance, my uh, mental health. And over the course of those two years uh, led to uh, a pretty deep, dark depression. And um, let's see, COVID hits January 19th, I believe. Yeah, it was January 19th of uh, uh, this year, hit the United States. I was laid off on January 22nd, 22nd or 23rd. And and then my depression really sunk in and I had stopped working out. I had fitness has always been a, a very important thing to me. And 
I had uh, almost lost my life due to uh, this depression. I uh, tried to swallow, or I did swallow a bottle of sleeping pills and luckily that did not work. And that was my rock bottom moment. And um, no, I realized at that moment, I needed to take better care of myself. I moved back home. My uh, father and my sister came down and got me. Um, my family is super important to me. And I started taking, uh, learning how to take care of myself. Well, and you touched on a couple things that I, I want to bring up. Number one mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, suicide is something that isn't talked about openly. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked previously before we started recording and something I've never talked about, but, you know, I want people to know, number one, don't be ashamed of it. A, a lot of times, if you're in a dark space, people don't want to reach out for help. They, they don't want to, you know, maybe you feel ashamed or you whatever your feelings may be. And I know what it's like to be in a dark space. I have not actually committed to ODing or taking pills or, or, you know, using weapons or whatever, but I have definitely had, which I shared with you, thoughts of, I live in the mountains, you know, I live in Colorado. So if, if I was going fast enough around a bend, if I just, you know, fell down the cliff, nobody would know, but at least I could go. Or Mm -hmm. I remember in eighth grade having thoughts of, um, it was a tough time moving from my hometown and, and thoughts of hanging myself. And so over the years, I've had some dark times and I've never actually committed to doing it. But when you're in the moment, it is, I remember it's very scary but to be to that point of writing the email or writing a note, or I remember thinking about, you know, deleting my social accounts so people couldn't post. I mean, these are real thoughts. And what I, yeah. what I want to tie that to is the working from home, the isolation, because that's what the, you know, globally is going on right now. And especially, you know, I live by myself. So my only outlet is to go to the gym. And it mm-hmm. does get very lonely and, and you do spend a lot of time in your thoughts. And so I just think it's timely if somebody is feeling in this dark space and maybe have suicidal thoughts or feel like they've hit rock bottom, what advice can you give them since you've been there to be like, hey, don't do it? Uh, do as much as you can to get outside, be around people, see other people. Like for myself, I stopped working out and I started growing this shitty ass beard. Like I just stopped taking care of myself. Um, and because I didn't have to see anybody, there'd be a weeks at times where I didn't have to leave the play, my place because groceries got delivered. Um, force yourself to go outside, force yourself to be face to face with other people. Um, whether it's to the gym, the grocery store, running around a park, um, getting that vitamin D, like just get outside, get out of your norm. Even if it's just a walk around your block, you may see somebody and you don't want to look like shit when you see somebody. So take care of yourself, shave that shitty beard, um, put on makeup or whatever. Uh, Just go like try to see other people. Um, That's, that's my number one advice. I was a, uh, and I still am a very people oriented person. I need, I need action. I need to be around the others. I need to communicate. Um, and having that taken away from me over the course of those years, a uh, couple of years was, it affected me in more ways than I could even realize. So what could we say to people right now? And I hundred percent agree. It is easy as a female to get comfortable in yoga pants, to not shower, mm-hmm. put on your face, do your hair and makeup. And there's are some days I'll, I'll, you know, 
relax and be comfy. But most of the time I do my best to stay structured, get up, go to the gym, get those endorphins, feel good, you know, look good in mm -hmm. the mirror. And then I come mm -hmm. home, shower and do my hair and makeup because it makes me feel good. Even if mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere, it makes me feel better. But mm -hmm. if we're in a shutdown or we're in another lockdown and you can't quote, go out and meet your friends or go to restaurants and you're over Zoom calls, what do you do? FaceTime, um, say, say, talk on the phone. Um, I'm in a lot of uh, group messages with individual or with my friends, um, separate ones. Uh, if so, so for me, when I was getting depressed, I stopped replying to a lot of these group messages, and they they would know that's something something's going on, uh, something's wrong with them. And they check in, uh, like to try to try to get in those types of group messages and and be active with them. Um, positivity bring breeds positivity, and if you guys are whether it's jokes, memes, whatever the hell you're talking about, um, just just interact that interaction. Okay, and if they if you drop off, they'll know. Um, and also, just to keep a healthy mind, like what I just said, positivity breeds positivity. Like, immerse yourself in, and and I, I guess uh, like say positive shows or positive music. So when I first got out of my depression, and I started seeing a therapist. I watched Parks and Recreation. I watched all the seasons, and like it was such a positive show. Everybody's so nice on the damn show. I cried when April first kissed whatever his name, like it was, and it made me feel good. And I, I guess that's another uh, little snippet of advice is watch positive stuff. 100%. And what I'm hearing from you is number one, stay connected. And something yeah. that helps me, I'm a part of an, um, a weekly mastermind group. And so there are three of us, and we've now done this for like two years, but we're all entrepreneurs. We, we talk every week to help stay mm -hmm. focused and stay on track. So whether it is friends or neighbors or family or coworkers, whatever, have some sort of check-in or a weekly challenge or, you know, something to keep your focus positive. And like you said, you have to be cognizant of what you're bringing in. So I haven't exactly. watched the news in years. That's just a personal no. choice of mine. But it's, you know, reading good books, listening to podcasts, watching amazing stuff on YouTube. There are so many free resources. So I guess my advice would be there's no excuses. It's a choice what you're choosing to let in. Exactly. And, and challenge yourself. So, so I bought a ukulele a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to play ukulele. I suck really bad at it, but I'm, I'm trying to learn. And at some point I'll be around a bonfire at a beach playing it. Um, learn, learn a new technique, learn yoga, whatever on YouTube, like just try to challenge yourself with, uh, you know, new creative ways. And you may fail. Chances are you probably will fail that first time, but you yeah. tried and you have to be happy and proud of yourself that you tried that. And then, Hey, let's do it again. Going to get a little better. And that's a small win and small wins matter. Just incrementally get better each time and find out what works for you. Pardon the interruption. Do you ever feel lost or find yourself stuck in a rut? You want change. Maybe it's more money, better relationships, your health, etc. But you don't know where to start? I get it. I've been there. If you're ready to take the leap and actually make change and progress in your life, 
I offer a free discovery call to see if my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is right for you. Visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching for more information and to schedule your call. Now, back to regular programming. What you're kind of tapping into, what you shared with me, are avenues of healing. So I would love yeah. to share what has worked for you over these past many months of your own journey and, and what would you give advice to others? Yeah, so when I, um, getting out of my depression, I started seeing a therapist and I think it was in our second, um, second conversation, she recommended that I try doing art. And so that night I uh, went to Hobby Lobby and grabbed some art stuff and found out I really enjoyed it. It was a form of therapy for me. It slowed my brain down and I had to figure out how to transfer uh, a vision onto a paper or onto a canvas. And so art's been number one for me. Uh, I'm now a full-time commissioned artist. I've got commissions through March of this uh, next year. Um, I've sold, I think, close to 50 paintings uh, this year. And so I, I, I'm very, very happy about that. Another one is taking care of yourself overall fitness you know, whether it's yoga, um, I've started learning jujitsu. I had a two hour jujitsu uh, training course this morning. Um, but taking care of yourself physically, mm -hmm. uh, a healthy body leads to a healthy mind. And in, in my, uh, belief, um, I also started journaling and just, I've got this man journal where it's just daily affirmations and goals and what you're grateful for. Time out. Yeah, I was I was yeah. never heard of this. The man journal. It's a real thing. Yeah, the man journal. It's uh good, good vibes. And it's it has a uh a man quote uh at the beginning of uh every day. Either you run the day or the day runs yeah. you. There's a quote. And uh you can see it. Three things I'm grateful for, what would make today awesome and daily affirmations. So I am, I am creative, I am powerful, I am motivated, I am loving, I am caring. Um I also put in there, I get to, so instead of I have to, or uh, I have to go do this, I get to do this. Um, I think that's huge. And today's uh, day and age with this COVID, it, I, I get to work today. You know, a lot of people are out of work. I get to work today. I get to make money today. And then at the end, that's three awesome things that happened to you today. And how could I have made today even more awesome? So yeah, Mandrel. That's amazing. Good for you. So what I am hearing is that you have implemented new practices and you changed your focus and affirmations are super powerful, but ultimately it's this physical mental wellness because you have to have, exactly. if you're into Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I freaking love, I'm actually leaving this weekend to go on a week retreat with him, but he talks about the brain heart coherence because mm -hmm. it, it if you have everything up here and you're, you're living in high stress and, and, you know, analytical mind, and you're not connecting to your heart space and your energy and your emotions. And when mm -hmm. you can connect the two, and maybe that's what you found through art, amazing things happen. And I've seen some of your art. It's amazing stuff, but you shared with me, art is something that you've been passionate about for years, but you quote, never found the time to do it. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's, I won't say passionate. Like I've always had a curiosity. I've always wanted to try it. I've always wanted to okay. go to uh, Hobby Lobby and buy a canvas. Um, I feel like I've always had an eye for things that look cool or abstract or unique. Um, but I've never taken that step uh, over the course of 
17, 20 some odd years. And the reason of that being is, well, I was taking care of myself, you know, say physically, I was working hard, um, traveling a lot, uh, and really spending a lot of time with friends. Um, I believe friends are family. And so being there for them or showing up to events. And I think, you know, with our friend group, uh, there are a lot of events, uh, too many events. And so I, I put a lot of emphasis on those, um, I guess on those type of events and on other people because I wanted to be there for them, show them that I cared. And so that put, I guess, my my curiosity on things, um, my creativity side, it put that out on the back burner. Yeah. Do, would you consider this creativity and curiosity part of your self-care or simply a hobby and interest in an outlet? Oh, no, this is definitely self-care. This okay. is definitely self-care. So do you think you got so busy and work and travel and wanting to experience and be there for others that you, you never filled up your own cup? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I, 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 and I didn't know that I had a cup. Um, I thought I was doing well, uh, you know, taking care of myself. Um, and now I realize I have a cup and uh, to fill that cup up, uh, it takes a lot more than just one ingredient. So it takes a lot more than just art. Um, I've, I've got a lot of different avenues, avenues of healing that are going into that cup. Can you tell me what a day in the life of is like for you? Is it a morning routine, an evening routine, a midday? What are you doing? So I, I'm a morning person. I'm waking up at 4.30, 4.45 every morning. I'm at the gym at five. Uh, like I said, today was two hours of jujitsu, um, usually working out uh, quite a bit. And then after that, I come straight to the studio and I start painting or I start thinking about, uh, you know, what I want to paint or design and stuff on my iPad, um, do that for about three hours. And then I head home and I kind of decompress a little bit. So I've got five hours of my day right there of working out and art, um, and go home, decompress, go volunteer. I mentor, uh, my nephew here in town and talked about that. Uh, I also volunteer a lot of my time here locally at the, uh, animal shelter and at the, uh, the yes house, which is, uh, uh, children at risk or youth children at risk, um, organization here in town. So trying to be a mentor there. Um, and honestly, I probably go to the gym again, uh, in the afternoon or I'm painting again. So what is it like mentoring these kids and why That's, is that your driver? Why do you love that? So, so kids are our future. And I've learned this through uh, my self-exploration of this year. I read the book, uh, The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt. And he talks about the rider and the elephant. And this has changed my entire view on a lot of things. And so we are predispositioned to be a certain way. You know, there's certain things, whether it's OCD or whether, you know, we get, we, we put on a sock shoe or yeah, sock shoe, sock shoe or sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Uh, it's, there's certain things in our life that we're predispositioned for. And that's because of our experiences that we've had from say our family. And I'll give the perfect example. My mom, my mother's my, my rock. I, she's always had my back. Um, I could do I could travel if I get in trouble, if I run out of money, like she's got me. Um, this has allowed me to let, she's my safety net. Now I could take more risks in life, okay? I can be more creative and know that she will always have me. Um, 
I've got the safety net with her. There's uh, people within my family that are business owners. And I fully believe that the business owners, because they kind of had a little harder time growing up. Uh, they've had to fend for themselves at an earlier age. And so now they're fending or providing for a family. And the, the, this is their reactions to these experiences of them growing up. So that is their elephant, okay? What they're directed on. Um, you know, with the rider, you can try to direct your elephant one way or another, learn a new technique, and your elephant may veer off, off path a little bit. But for the most part, your elephant's going to be on this path. What I want to do with uh, kids or what I have been doing with kids is trying to give them as many positive experiences in life so that they're elephants. So when they grow up and when they're adult, they're elephants um, is on a good, healthy path. You know, they don't turn into assholes. They're not stealing. Um, you know, they're taking care of other people. They're, they're caring. And I just want to show, especially with the uh, Yes House here in town, show them that people do care about them. You know, just because you've been dealt a bad hand doesn't mean that's going to be your hand for the rest of your life. People care about you and people are going to be there for you. And you can count on people. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If I say we're going to go do something, we're going to go do it. That's amazing that they have a mentor like you in their life. I guess it's something that you brought up about this elephant and the writing example. A lot of, I guess, what I learn as more of conditioning from our environment. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, that's fall, a better way to say that. Okay. A lot of people fall into the victimhood, right? You know, life is happening to me. I'm never going to get ahead. Life sucks. It's hard. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, that's one way to do, uh, to look at that. Um, you know, and our elephant is created when we're kids. And so that's why I try to, yeah. you know, volunteer a lot of my time with kids. That's how our elephant is created. Um, what I've been trying to help them realize, and I do this um, with myself on a daily basis, is look for the silver lining in everything. Look for the positivity in everything. Something shitty could happen to you. I, I've had you know, some things happen this year that are pretty shitty, but I've looked at the positive of it, okay? Like, okay, now I don't need to dedicate my time to this person. I can, I have more free time. Um, I can work out more and I paint more. Okay. That, there's a silver lining. Even if it's a small silver lining, you have to focus on that positivity. And yeah. so that's the reaction to circumstances. So say, I mean, here, here in this town, there's a, uh, a real bad meth problem. And so a lot of parents are um, ODing on meth and I'm trying to help these kids realize like, Hey, like, this is going to give you another opportunity. Okay. Let's look at the positive of this. You got to meet me and I'm going to teach you some cool shit. Like that's positivity. So, but that takes training, right? That's what I call building the mindset muscle. It's, it's choosing to focus or, or change your perspective. And, mm -hmm. and that's huge. And it takes a little training, but then once you do it, it's like, man, it just feels so much better. Right. Oh, so, so much happy. Uh, in one of your podcasts with, uh, with uh, Jordan Benjamin, he had mentioned uh, your mind is a muscle and you had keyed in on that. And I, I love that, that saying, your mind is a muscle. You know, you're not gonna be able to bench 300 pounds right away. You gotta grow that up, grow your chest up, get stronger. Um, your mind, you're not gonna just wake up one day and be all rosy and uh, positive, like put out all these positive vibes. It takes time, you're gonna struggle with it, but the consistency is key. I, 
I think they say 21, it takes 21 days to create habits and 90 days for it to lock in. If you're working on that with this journal, this journal is a 90 day journal and it's trying to create that habit. So really work on it, um, work on the mindset uh, of that positivity is what I, I like to say. So question for you, because this is something I've done for years and even I have bad days, but my dad, bad days are, you know, they don't linger for weeks or months anymore, but I do, I fall off track and it's like, man, shit, you know, I had a bad moment or I went down the rabbit hole. What are you doing when you catch yourself in a bad moment, a bad day, whatever, to be like, uh, to, to maybe feel it and release it. So it doesn't ruin tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I'm very adept at not dwelling on things. And I think this uh, goes back to my mother. Like she's my rock. So like, I don't have to have a whole lot of worries um, uh, when bad things do happen, but say, say if I'm not creative uh, this day, or if I haven't figured out this pain that I've been working on for a couple months, um, I go work it out. Or, you know, I, I look at the positivity of it's always going back to the positivity things like, Hey, I, I was still trying to figure this out. And I figured out what didn't work. Okay, that's a server line playbook. Okay, this did not work. I've got 9,000 layers on this canvas. And so I failed 9,000 times on this, but I, I will be figuring it out. Um, hard, days, hard days do come, but, and this goes back to journaling, you, being grateful, I get to do these things. Self-affirmation, I am loving, or I am caring, or I am driven, and I get to do this that self-affirmation has done a lot for me yeah that's what I call an attitude of gratitude and even you know if you're feeling lack and scarcity you don't have enough money but then if you stop and look around at all the things you have maybe all the clothes you have all the shoes that money bought and you go Mm -hmm. damn I I am look at all the things I do have exactly changes your energy and focus something I want to touch on there which you brought up is you you thought maybe part of the reason you didn't get into painting years ago because you know you were busy doing all the other things you also had like an underlying fear of failure but now you've stepped into whatever I failed 9,000 times but I figured it out so how did you go from because that what that's what holds a lot of people back right fear of failure Mm -hmm. or not achieving or you know, being told no, and you were able to go and do it anyway, and that you would figure it out. So I've learned to really uh, like failing now. Um, wow. And the reason, yeah, the reason of that is because I, I, I like, I tried something. Okay. I did that. I, I put myself out there. Um, I failed, but I'm happy that I tried. So live life with no regrets. Mm. I would rather fail at something then regret not trying it. And I've realized that over the course of this last year. Um, jiu-jitsu has helped a lot with this because you get humbled a lot in jiu-jitsu. You get your ass choked out a lot in jiu-jitsu, but you're trying, okay? You're failing, you're getting choked out, but you're trying. And I really focus on that. Like, I enjoy failing because that means I've tried something. So what advice would you give to somebody to shift their perspective and be like, you know, maybe they, they're afraid to sign up for a 5k because they don't think they can run three miles or they're Mm -hmm. afraid to start painting because they don't think they're good at drawing or Mm -hmm. afraid to bake in the kitchen because they suck in the kitchen, whatever their excuse or beliefs may be. What would you tell them to, 
Hey, I mean, try it anyway to have this carefree of experience it anyway. So, uh, I like saying this, I said, it's all the small wins matter. So say you want to try painting, um, first step going to Hobby Lobby or going to your local art store and buying some uh, colored pencils, taking them home. Okay. And then now you're scared. You know, you don't want to fail. Hey, realize that small win was you got in your car and you went to Hobby Lobby and you did that. That's a small win. Jock that, like write that down. Self-affirmation. Um, then the next morning you look at it. I, I did go do that. Okay. Let's, let's pull out this black pencil and let's draw a circle something like that. That's a small win. And small ones do matter. I like to say it's a, uh, uh, marbles you know you put marbles into a jar you put marbles mm. into a bag each one of those marbles is a small win now all of a sudden you got this huge ass jar of marbles okay and that means you've done all those small wins and that's going to lead to something great yeah um yeah so so I, I guess that's what i say also what's really helped me i have a, a, a very curious mind and so if i'm curious about something i write it down on say a whiteboard say you want to start painting or you want to start uh, furniture restoration and you want to learn how to play ukulele, whatever it is, write that down on a whiteboard and uh, you go in and try it. Or you write down uh, the small win that happened when you attempted to try that, write that on the whiteboard. And so you see that every day, check mark it. You know, when you do get, uh, I guess, another milestone on there. I but love don't that. Be afraid. Yeah. So, don't be afraid to uh, fail. Failing is like embrace failure. Failing is good. That means you've tried something. You know what? And this is something I've thought about for a while because I think failure has so much stigma, right? And like, mm -hmm. um, what, how could we come up with a new word that isn't failure? It's like trying something new, not being curious, but maybe it didn't go as planned. Like what could be a new, better word? I know, way to put you on the spot, but yeah, I mean, you can also, I, you don't have to use failure. I, I, I've Attempt. embraced the word failure. Yeah, I, I've attempted, or I did that. Um, you know, I How tried. I, I tried that? this. See, yeah. now try is hard because try is either like you did or you didn't. But I think attempting. I'm gonna attempt. Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest. I got to share something with you. Okay. Singing is something I royally suck at. Like I am bad, <laughs> yeah, but I have both. such a desire. I wish I could just like walk around my house or jam music and just belt out. And I've looked into getting singing lessons and I've talked about this for a couple of years now and I haven't done it. So maybe this is the final spark to like, I just want to be able to sing. Yeah, so, so, my question to you is, so what are the small steps? So before singing lessons, what are some small steps that you could take pre-singing uh, lessons to help build that self-confidence? I mean, I know I suck and I still sing. Yeah. So, so I, I guess in my mind, what automatically comes to my head is uh, one, YouTubing singing lessons, but then also getting, isn't there something that measures your pitch to see if you're on pitch, your voice, like a, a mechanical something? There, there has to be. Um, I think Mariah Carey uses it. Uh, but get one of those and now yeah. take the singing lessons on YouTube with that pitch machine yeah. and try to match that. And so that, that, those are small ones right there. You, uh, think abstractly about it. Okay, now you're going to build that confidence right there before you go in front of somebody else. 
I think in, in the end where there's a will, there's a way. And I truly Absolutely. believe, I believe that you don't have to be a born singer, that you can learn new skills. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I, I, I'm with you on that. I've tried to learn piano for the past 15 years and it's not going well. But you keep attempting, so good for you. Yeah, I attempt for about an hour every year or so. <laughs> well, well, maybe this next year you, you'll try, you know, once a week or once a month. So step it up. Oh, I, I like that. Well, that's why I bought the ukulele, you know, make it smaller and try to work it that way. Question for you. What is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from our conversation? Um, number one, I guess is, and we had talked about the creativity thing, but I'm, I'm shifting that a little bit. Number one is to look at the positivity of everything. Uh, look at the silver lining of things, even if it's super hard, like there, there is a lining, even if it's a small silver lining, a small positivity and something, um, that's a small win. Okay. So, so look at that. And then number two is everything can be creative any like there's so much creativity out there we had discussed say even cooking can be creative trying out new spices uh attempt something be okay with failure like failing is good it means you tried like yes. failing is not bad it means you tried and put yourself out there try to do something creative uh if you succeed keep going with it okay if you fail maybe try again or pick up the next thing um it's, it's done so much for me and my mental health and my outlook on life. And I, I guess it's my motivation overall. And I can't, I can't say it enough. Creativity is a very, very key glass filler for my mental health. Awesome. I love that. Okay. I have a few rapid fire questions for you to wrap up the interview. Okay. First one being, was it, what is a quote or motto that you live by? I've, I've got it tattooed. I've got a couple of them tattooed on me. Um, every man dies, not every man truly lives. Mm, that, you know what that reminds me of? Have, have you seen the meme about YOLO? And it's like, no, you don't. You, you live every day. You only die once. Yeah. It's funny you say that. So, so when we were younger, say early 20s, YOLO, I had YOLO of missing out on things. I'm missing out on activities with friends, you know, group parties, whatever it may not be. Now I have YOLO that I'm not going to be able to listen to all the podcasts throughout the week because I don't have enough time or that I'm not going to be able to watch some documentaries that I want, or I'm not going to be able to do this because I'm running out of time. Like those are my YOLO moments now later on in life. So your FOMO has changed. Oh yeah. YOLO and FOMO. I messed those up. FOMO, my FOMO has changed. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Cause my, I used to like, man, if I don't go out on Friday night, what am I missing? And then I go out on Fridays and I'm like, I'd rather be home. Exactly. Watching exactly. something that makes me feel good. Exactly. Oh, I go. get it. Okay. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Uh, I'm reading the, uh, or I'm listening because, uh, I can read. It's just, I like to be active while I'm listening to stuff. Uh, the David Goggins book, uh, can't can't kill me. me. Yeah, can't hurt me. Yeah. Listening to that. And then I've got uh, Jonathan Heights, uh, another one of Jonathan Heights books lined up after that. Awesome. All right. This is a, a good one. And I'm excited to ask you, what is a advice you would give your younger self? Mm. 
start painting, start start doing art younger. Um, I feel like I've missed 20 plus years of doing art. And so that's why I'm trying to catch up. Uh, I wonder where I'd be as an artist uh, now uh, at the ripe age of 36. Uh, yeah, just don't be afraid to do that. Like take time for yourself. Um, yeah, use your creativity. And that's what I'd say to my younger self. My only advice to you is do not regret the years that you coulda, woulda, shoulda. Exactly. Because then you're going to piss on right now. And so you weren't ready then, right? Maybe this creativity has balled up and, and simmered for you for all these years. For, so now you can just like explode in the amazing things that you're doing. So trust you started right when you were meant to. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. I like that mindset. That's uh, that's that positivity shit that we're talking about. I like it. Yes. Maya, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks, Heather. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it. Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.